Hi everyone, Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us and he has a word for you today, we are sure of it. Take some time out to listen and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15, King James Version says, What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Now, a moment ago, a lot of us had the opportunity to pray in the Spirit. We're going to take the opportunity now to sing in the Spirit. Amen. So those of you that have a holy language, just begin to sing in the spirit. Ishkerem bloto korobo sata karablon de gerebisiti kiri alamosoto alam bloto korobo sete Ishkerem bliti kiri biasom bloto koromosen de gerebiasene Ishkerem bloto korobo sata Anglata karamosen blete keremiasom blote Ishkerembloto-korobo-sete-kerebiasom-blo-lom-blete-kerebiasom-blo-to-korobo-sata-ka Ole besengliti kiria semente kerebia sote. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 When we gather in this place are gathered together with believers and the word goes forth, be it song, be it word, be it encouragement, it is vital. Every part of the service is vital because there's healing in the word of God. However it's being ministered, in song, in word, in encouragement, in smile, 
in hug, in handshake, all of it. Here. But it's the same way out there. We come in here to get empowered, to get encouraged, to get strengthened, to go out there and do the work of ministry. Every single person in here is a minister of the gospel. Every single person in here has been charged with going into all the world. Where is going into all the world? Everywhere you go. And proclaiming the word of God, being a witness. Your witness is by your words, but also by your actions. I prepared a message, and this morning, God began to shift a little bit, began to shift some things. Oh, it's all right, because I'm going to do it. <laughs> it was all right with you or not. But anyway, but anyway, one of the things I do want to tell each and every one of you, that as I was praying, I purposefully saw every single face of every single person, not only in here, but that has been in here. God brought your face before, I won't say before my eyes because my eyes were closed at the time, but I could see every single face. And I can speak for myself. I can speak for Pastor Shalita. I can speak for Pastor Bennett and Pastor Greta. Everything that we do, we do it, number one, first and foremost, in obedience to God. But then immediately after that is because of our love for you and our desire to see you walk in everything that God has for you. So, I said all of that because some of your toes might be stepped on a little bit today. I once heard a battle rapper say, if I offend you, I meant to. <laughs> I'm not trying to be offensive, but I would challenge you that everything that is spoken anytime, anywhere, take it to the word of God and look and find out for yourself. Amen. Do not just take anything that anyone is saying, hook, line, and sinker, mouth wide open, and they're just pouring it down your throat. Yes, sir. You have the word of God. Yes. You have the spirit dwelling on the inside of you. Yes, sir. Search the scriptures to see if it's so. Amen. If you would greet your neighbors. Okay. I think we'll do what we do. Birthdays after, um, birthdays after. Yes. Yes.
days after. Not before, after. Yes. to pray and then we're going to get right into it heavenly father i just come to you right now and i thank you for this time i thank you for everyone that is here i thank you lord god that you love each and every person that is here and i thank you holy spirit that you will teach them lord god that you will bring understanding to everything that is spoken today so that it can be taken and applied unto their lives, unto our lives. So, Lord God, we will be able to walk in it and prosper and do those things that you've called us to do. We just give you glory and honor and praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I went old school today. Got the Bible. Got notes. All that. Before we get to that, let's do our confession. Ready? Read. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God-breathed, and I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out into the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable. It is the truth. It is divine. It is the word of God and shall forever be to me my Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. That is an awesome confession. But to some people, it's just words. It's just a routine. We walk in here and we say it just because everybody else is saying it and we want to be in compliance. And people apply that same type of feeling, type of attitude toward, toward the word of God. The word says a lot of things. 
It tells us who we are in Christ. It proclaims us victors. It gives us a peace and understanding what great love God has for us. All of that is in here. But sometimes, in some instances, we relegate this to just words. Maybe about somebody else. Would have worked for Shalita. I don't know if it'll work for me. Pastor Benjamin, he a pastor. I know he in the word. I know it's working for him. But I haven't seen the manifestation in my life. And so sometimes we will see, see it in the word if we look. But then we'll say it doesn't apply to me. If you would, open up your Bible or your phone, your tablet, any type of Bible that you're using, and go to Amos, chapter 3, verse 3. It says, can two walk together except they be agreed? A lot of times, we look at that type of scripture, we connect it to relationships, especially marriage. How many of my wife walked, how can uh, we walk together except we be in agreement? How can you walk together with God except you be in agreement to what he says about you? For some of us, we place very little value in what the Word of God says about us. So before we go to any scriptures, all of those say, man, the Word says this about you, the Word says that about you, the Word is this and that and the other, you have to make a decision, do you believe what the Word says? Now, if I come to someone and I say, well, you know, the Bible says this, and the Bible says that. The Bible says, go to, example, go to an unbeliever. It says, you know what the Bible says? That if you believe in your heart, Lord Jesus, confess in your mouth that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And their response is, but what if I don't believe? Because <gasps> sometimes we're conditioned so much to rattle off, this is what the word says, 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 this is what the word says. But if the person doesn't place value in the word, it's not going to produce. And the one thing that God has given us all along with this, this word, is a choice. We can choose, we can decide whether we believe it or not, or to what level we believe it or not. Lord, I believe you for saving me. 
Me and Shalita was having a conversation. I said, initially when I got saved, it was strictly for fire insurance. I did not want to go to hell. And to be honest, I couldn't see any further than that. Any further than that. And when I heard saved, I was being a person that's not going to hell, going to heaven. Didn't look at it for what it really is, that I'm now in connection with God, that I can have a relationship with him, that salvation starts now, not after I die. But I learned those things. I learned those things in the word. Now, there are some things in the word strong at. Believe it. Other things, word says this. Circumstances say something else. Circumstances say that. So what do we do? We are in peace within. First time I got an opportunity to come up and talk about the peace within, the title of the message was Walking in Peace. I can give you one scripture from that. Let's go to John 14, verse 27. And today, all the translations are going to be in King James Version. The real translation. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Really, <laughs> to be honest with you, the first Bible that I got was the NIV. And I studied that thing till it <laughs> went to pieces. I just prefer my preference. My favorite is the King James, though. What does it say? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So we're walking along, walking in peace. Stuff come, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. I got this peace from God. Everything is going away. Everything is good. Second time I got the opportunity, it was resting in peace. And you just rest. Knowing God got you. Look at Isaiah 28. Nope, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. You could actually sit down and rest in that. I'm just going to grab a seat real quick. Sit here and rest. <sighs> Peace of God. 
is peaceful. Loving it. But you can't always sit in a rested position. Let's just say as I'm sitting here, resting in peace, someone was to come and run up toward me looking like they want to shake something. Translation, they're looking kind of upset, fist balled up, like they're ready to fight. If I stay in this seated position, what we used to call it, I'm going to get dusted up, beat up, knocked down, not going to turn pretty. So if I see that, what should I do? And that's what we're talking about right now, standing in peace. Because attacks come. And you can't be in a seated position if you walk in. And what we used to call if somebody run up and they hit you and it's unexpected, you got stole. Just telling you how it, snuff, stole, whatever it's called. You're not expecting it. It'll knock you off balance. Resting. You sitting down. There's been people that have been attacked from a seated position. Most times it don't turn out well for them. Why? Because they're not ready. But if that same person, I see them, before he get there and I set myself, it's like, oh, it's not going to be like that. You might come up here. I don't know if you're going to get what you're expecting, though. Because I'm no longer seated. I'm focused. I'm ready. Let the feastings begin. In the same way, as the enemy comes, can I fill you in on something? He's coming. He's coming. If he's not coming to fight you, then maybe you're not his adversary. Maybe you're all on the same team. That's for a different, that's for another time. <laughs> but as he's coming and he's trying to attack, you got to be ready. Got to be standing. Got to be ready. And sometimes it goes from a stance, from a defensive position, to, oh, now I'm advancing. Now what you tried, I'm bringing it to you. Now I'm at your house, knocking on your door. Satan in there, come on out and let's fight. Because, well, anyway. Growing up, we used to have people that would come up to your house, knock on your door, ask your parents, are you there? Then you come up and they start fighting. So that's what it's in reference to. All right. First definition of stand. 
It's an attitude toward a particular issue, a position taken. You stand it. So sometimes it's just an attitude for a position. But sometimes it's in preparation to an opposition coming toward you to fend off that opposition. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Start off by saying rejoice. You rejoice, you build yourself up, you get strong. Rejoice of the Lord always. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So we rejoice. As we go through to verse 6, be careful for nothing. Don't worry. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Then number seven, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You let your supplications be made known unto God. You have the peace of God. You've done those things. You have the peace of God. Example, God tells you, trust me for a car, debt-free. Trust me for a car, debt-free. Don't go buy one. Don't go make payments and not saying there's anything wrong with that, not at all. Only key is, this is what God told you to do. Then, opposition comes. Oh. Have you thought about purchasing a car yet? I'm believing God for a car. Yeah, I understand that. Have you went, have you went looking for a car? You went going to dealership looking for a car. Well, I'm not gonna make payments on a car. Who do you think you are? You just cheat. <laughs> you, who do you think gonna give you a car? Those attacks are coming. Those attacks are coming. And then you're standing. God, I know you told me to do this, but I heard from Peter, Paul, James, John, Bertha, <laughs> Ethel, Mamie, all of them. They all got their own thing. 
all got their own saying of what you should be doing. And none of those things are wrong. Not one of those things that they're telling you is wrong, except God told you to do something different. And then it becomes, oh, I just don't think we're going to get a car. Let's see. And then you know what you have to do? You have to stand on it. You have to stand on what you said. Because now people done heard it. You done told people. People know. So they watch it. What you going to do? Oh, it's been a week. Mike ain't got no car. Been a month. Mike still catching rides. Four months. Five months. Six months. trying to shake you out your peace. You got to stand. You got to stand in, this is what God told me to do, therefore I need to do this and not walk away from it. That exact thing happened to me years ago. God told me, but act, to be honest with you, I had a car before that, it got repossessed. Enemy was working. Nope, Mike wasn't paying. So they came and they got they stuff because I didn't make the payment. I mean, are we going to be real? This is what it is. Enemy working. No, Mike wasn't working on paying them car notes. So they came and they repossessed their possession. I looked out, saw the car was gone. I guess I won't be riding today. I've gone since then. But, you know, moving forward, God, I need a car. He said, trust me for one. Okay, I, I believe you for a car, and then I'm going to go. And he said, no. <laughs> Maybe he knew I wouldn't go make the payments. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't ask him. <laughs> Just tell me how the conversation went. He said, trust me for a car. It's going to be debt free. And I was excited. I, I told everybody I knew. And boy, here come the, the attacks on what God said. This is an interesting thing to me, what I Sometimes I just don't get. God tell you something about you, and then people criticize you for it. Ain't got nothing to do with them. Nobody asked them for a dime. They ain't say, hey, would you give me a couple of dollars on this car? I'm believing God for None of that. God tells you something. It's not inconceivable that it could happen. And they got junk to say. I just, I, and it happens. Everybody in here has been through that. You've shared something God has told you with someone. Oh, God ain't going to do that for you. Who do you think you are? It's like, why can't you just be happy? 
for me? Why can't you just believe for me? It's, it's not anything off your brow, <laughs> nothing off your brow for what I'm believing God for. I got attacked. I call them attacks because they were attacking what the word of God said. I got attacked from people that I never would have, I never would have believed it. Because at the time, all of my friends, everybody that for the most part I dealt with was in a quote-unquote church. And so all of these naysayers was in a quote-unquote church. All the ones that told me I need to reconsider what I'm thinking, that isn't wisdom, I'm being cheap, all of those things, those came from quote-unquote believers. And there were times in which I was just like, they more, some of them know more, more than me. I believe they do been believers longer than I have, so I'm just like, what do I do? That's when you put more value in what God told you than what others tell you. And so throughout that process, it took about nine months, somewhere between nine, nine months. But praise God. I got a call for two cars. But it was from consistent trusting in God on situations. Now, that's just one thing. What about when it's, when it's more serious? What about when it's your life on the line? What about when it's your kid's life that's on the line? God says, or the word says, 1 Peter 2.24. One of my favorite scriptures. And this is talking about Jesus, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Ye, ye were healed. I'm not a language arts teacher, but I know the English language. ED for healed is past tense. If you're healed, then you're healed already. First Peter, send a book, correct? I'm not making this up, correct? Bible says, by his stripes ye were healed, correct? Doctor said, you're going to die. Or your son or your daughter, they're going to die. That's still the word. Believers. What do believers do? Believe. 
But then the words that they speak, oh, no, what am I going to do? Value in doctor more so than what this says. And there's been people in here that have walked that walk, that are walking that walk, that will walk that walk. So there's two. There is facts versus truth. Which one are you going to go with? Your life is on the line. Your loved one's life is on the line. Whose report are you going to believe? And there's, a, there's not a knock on it. It's easy to say that on a Sunday morning. In church, all these believers. Amen. Smiles on everybody's faces. That's right. You right. You do that thing. Till you in the hospital. Sunday evening. Monday. Tuesday. Wednesday. Thursday. Friday. Saturday. Or a loved one is in the hospital. And you leave out. these doors right over here, go to that parking lot and you drive over there to where they are. Because this is the reality of the thing. It's wonderful for the amens, the hallelujahs. It's great. But when that is staring you in the face and you have left the congregation of all these people and it's you those circumstances, the thoughts that try and come in your head telling you there's no way that this is going to happen for you, you got to stand on it. Because if you don't stand on that, then you're going to fall to what the, what the doctor tell you. Your loved one is going to fall to what the doctor says. These aren't games. This is more than a, I'm going to spend two hours at church Sunday morning. I'm going to leave here, go to Kiki's, have a great breakfast, go home, take a nap, and everything is just going to be rosy until next Sunday when it's time to do it again. Man, there are real things that's correct. Life happens. Life happens. We walk out this life. We have an enemy. And the enemy is looking to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Every single one of us. He is not trying to rest until you're in a grave. Pastor Mike, that's harsh. That's the truth. But we have the greater one. Yes. 
We have the victory. This isn't a doom and gloom message. We have what we need. God has equipped us. Well, we have to put value in it. We have to put value in what the word of God says. We have to put value in what God is speaking to us. Last time I was ministering here, I told you all the day of that I was in discomfort leading up to. When I left, discomfort went to excruciating pain. Excruciating pain. To the, to the fact that within two days, I had failed twice. Both times I'm on the ground, and it was, it was so painful that it's like, I don't have my phone near me, cannot make a call, cannot do anything. I think one time I was on the floor for about 30 minutes. Other time, maybe 40. Y'all wasn't there. I love y'all. Y'all wasn't there. Shalita wasn't there. Her and I won. But that one wasn't there. It was me. And my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The pain was yelling. It was yelling. I almost yelled a couple times. But in the still, small voice, as I said, Jesus, I could hear. He gave me specific instructions. Because I was like, I need to go to the hospital. I was thinking, to be honest, it, and for the people that know me, that's not, a, that's not ever an option for me if I have my rathers. Not an option for me. But he said, you don't have to go to the hospital. Do this. And the this was to take some medication. <gasps> Not take medication. Not a man of faith. Not somebody that's saying, by his stripes ye were healed. Let me fill you in on something. Whatever God tells you to do, that you do, you're acting in faith. God meets you at where you are. I may not be where Pastor Benjamin is, but God meets Michael where Michael is. I may not be where Shalita is, 
but God meets me where I am. And you know what? There was peace. Even in the pain, there was peace. And when I did what he told me, the pain subsided. I was like, oh, wow. It was this easy? I won't say easy. It was this complete? It's like, yes, because you listened. That's what we do. We hear God. We follow the instructions. We listen, and then we begin to walk in the blessing. We definitely walk in the peace. We have the peace. But there are some things that we have to stand on. Now, some people would say, Mike, you should have went to the hospital. Mike, you absolutely should have went to the hospital. There's been other things, other situations that have dealt with you that you need to go to the hospital. You should have went to the hospital for that. God specifically gave me instructions. And so when God specifically gives you instructions and he says, do this, you got to do what God tells you to do. If, If my wife tells me, God told me to do something, 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 and I tell her to do something else, Number one, if God told her to do something and I told her to do something else, in that moment, I'm the enemy. Because what I'm telling her to do is disobey what God told her to do. Some people will say, oh, but you saved, fire baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, this and not the other. If God is telling someone to do something and you tell them something different, you're not operating on the same team at that moment in time. You're just not. And so we have to listen to what God is telling us to do. You have to hold back the naysayers I don't need to argue with you, but it doesn't take an argument. If Ingrid said, God's telling me to do something, and I say, oh, girl, you shouldn't do that. You should do this. She don't need to argue back and forth with me. One thing she got to know, <laughs> Pastor Mike don't know what the heck he's talking about on this one, so I'm going to shut that off. <laughs> and you just keep it moving. At that point, it's a waste of time. Sit there and argue with me about what God told her to do. Why she going to argue with me? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is not lining up. So it's like, okay, you're on that side. Right. There's one point on the opposite end of that coin, <laughs> the one that you shouldn't be listening to. If you keep on doing that, you probably need to, I don't need to hang around him anymore. Right. Anyway, we have to stand on it. We have to stand on what God is telling us to do. One of the things about me is I love the word of God. I do. And let's add some more word into what's actually being 
talked about today. I got notes, 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 notes. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 through 39. Hebrews chapter 10. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. What confidence? What God is telling you to do, the word of God, the written word, the spoken word, what God is speaking to you. Verse 36, for we have need of patience, that after we have done the will of God, we might receive the promise. God tells you something, from the time he tells you to the time it manifests and you see it, that's where the patience is involved. Sometimes it's immediate. For that car, it took nine months. Waiting on the promise. Verse 37, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. 38. Now the just shall live by faith. Living by faith. What, believing what God said? It's a done deal. It's already mine. I saw it in my spirit, and I will see it manifest in the earth realm. But if any man draw back, my soul shall, not have, uh, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. If you go back, it's like you're giving up on what God has given you. You give it up on that seed. Verse 39. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We don't draw back. We don't go backwards. We move forward. We move forward with the things of God. We need to just put value in what God says. It is our own. It is the truth. What's a part of our um, confession is it reliable? Is it the truth? It is divine. It is the word of God. And it shall forever be to me. Because if it's not to me, that peanut butter sandwich, about the same thing. <laughs> that carpet is gray. Don't get about the same thing out of it. Nothing. If I tell you, you walk outside and there is a car of your dreams out there, and the only thing that you have to do is to go open the door, take the keys, turn the car on, and drive away. First you're, gonna, first, you're gonna say, oh, is Michael believable? Is he true to what he says? You walk out there, you see the car. 
Oh, okay. But did he really mean what he said? You go there, you open the door. Oh, it's not locked. No alarm goes off. Oh, there are keys in there. Then you think, did he really get it for me? Or did he possibly see somebody else take it there, leave their cars in there, he's playing a cruel, <laughs> bad joke on me. If I get in this car and I drive away, the police going to come behind me, stop me, say this is a stolen vehicle, and I'm going to be in a world of, world of hurt. Well, first, it's gonna, they're going to have to believe, OK, is the person that told me this information a man or a woman of their word? In my case, is he a man of his word? Is he able to produce that which he said? Has he steered me wrong before? I want you to do one thing real quick, just for a moment. For all the times that you believe God, how many times did he not come through what he said? Now, I really want you to think about it. I want you to think about, okay, God told me he was going to do this, and he didn't. How many times did that happen? God may have told, I know for me, I can't speak for y'all, but for me, there's been times that he told me that something was going to happen, I didn't follow through on my end, and it didn't happen. Because of me, I'm not talking about none of y'all, I'm talking about me. But every time that he's told me something, and I did what he told me to do, believing I got what he said I would get. So when they say that, that scripture, God is not a man that he should lie, for me, I believe that wholeheartedly. Because he's never lied to me before. But we have to take possession and believe, put value in what's being said. It shall come to pass. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Actually, a translation that says, have the faith of God. But have faith in God. 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Do you know when you speak something, the spirit world know if you believe it or not? 
if you curse something in your body, if there's a pain in your body and you curse it and you command it to go, that pain knows if you believe what you're saying. It does. So when God says, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, that's exactly what it means. Can't doubt. Got to believe. Because if you're saying things out of fear, it's not going to produce faith. It's not going to produce the desired effect, what you're wanting to happen. That's not going to turn up. It's not going to happen. Remember the seven sons of Sceva? There's an account in the Bible, seven sons of Sceva, they tried to cast out demons, trying to cast you out in the demons that Paul preached. Based on what Paul, demon responded. Or demons, they responded. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. It didn't carry any weight. Didn't carry any weight. Things, things Paul had said, it carried weight. Paul knew who he was in Christ. He put value in the revelation that God was giving him of who he was. Yes. You know, there's a point. Actually, Paul paraphrasing, Paul said, I've done no man any wrong. Basically, I got a good, I have a good conscience. Ain't done no man wrong. But Remember, Saul of Tarsus killing Christians, tossing them in jail, but he became a new creation. He was no longer the same person. He did not walk in who he was. He walked in who he became. People look at him and say, oh, you're that. No, I'm not that one. Not anymore. That man is dead. I'm a new creation. He put value in what the word said. He has to, you have to put value in what the word says. Attacks are going to come. You have to stand. Right. You have to stand. You have to stand on the word. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 10 through 18. We have to stand on the word. This is talking about the full armor of God. Father, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So he's telling you, it's not our might. It's his. It's not our strength. It's his. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That has been tried 
it has been tested, and it comes up 100% victorious. Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may, that ye may be able to what? Stand against the wiles of the devil. He coming. We're not in a seated position, though. We ready. Verse 12. For, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Withstand means opposition is coming, but with the opposition, you're going to stand. You can't, then knock me down. I'm still here, and having done all, stand. Now, if you're standing from that position, you're in a good position. All right, go ahead. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness. Okay, those are two vital areas. Vital. Your loins and your chest. Truth. What you don't know can kill you. Make no mistake about it. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. All the truth, the truth that you know. Righteousness, along your chest. What is righteousness? Right standing with God. If you're born again, you have right standing with God. Oh, but as I was pulling into the parking lot, I cussed my wife out. <sighs> Your spirit is perfect. Your actions are not. Spirit is perfect, but not some balance. On the perfect spirit, that means you can go out and do anything you want. Because guess what? With your perfect spirit self, if you go to Mercedes right over there and you steal one of them cars, you and your perfect spirit are going to be in jail. Guess what? God loves you. He does. He loves you. You are a new creation sitting in that jail cell. But you are a new creation. <laughs> Has to be balanced with some of these things, people. It doesn't. <laughs> Righteousness, grace is not a license to sin. There are laws against things like that. All right. Verse 15. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. How many of you know what shod means? Shod is like having on a pair of shoes. Your feet are ready. Firm footing for what it is that you're about to engage in. 
You out on a, you out on the football field, you don't have no sandals. Because you can slip and fall. Don't wear cleats. But you're ready. In this case, when it's talking about the armor of God, you're ready for battle. You're ready for fight. You're ready for oncoming attack. Your feet, they're set. You got on the proper shoes that you need. And all of that is preparation of the gospel of peace. That's what your feet ready for. The good news of the peace of God is helping you, protecting you. All right, 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Everything is coming at you. You stand it. Everything is coming at you. I got everything covered. I got it all covered. I got it covered. I'm standing. And you know what? Got on the full armor, stuff like that coming against you. You stand. You in peace because you know what God said. You put value in what God has told you, and so you're standing. And the attack's coming. Because listen, when we say peace, that don't mean the absence of trouble. Trouble comes. Trouble comes to everyone. It's coming. What are you doing when it comes? Now, we're going to move from all the defensive to the offensive. Next. Well, missed one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Helmet of salvation. You're thinking. How you think is, I and my father are one. He loves me. He got me. Oh, he ain't thinking, no, 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 no. Not thinking about stuff like that. Casting down those imaginations and those thoughts. Salvation, I have relationship with him. Regardless of what's going on. But that sword of the spirit, that's offensive. Now you're not just standing. You take the sword, you can start advancing. Okay, you done took done throwing all this stuff at me, throwing all this stuff at me, everything that got quenched. <laughs> I remember when I was in school or growing up, these two boys were fighting. Well, went to fight. One boy hit this boy. I meant, boom! Once again, what we call Dude ate it, looked at it, my turn. Bloop, 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 bloop. It wasn't pretty. Dude hit him, face went to the side, came back. That's your best shot. Well, you in trouble. And he was in trouble. And the same thing, ended up fired all that stuff against you. Got a full armor of God on. That's all you got? That's it? Oh, it's my turn. 
And then with the word of God, the sword of the spirit, provided you put value in what it is, then you, then you can now advance. You have gone from standing to advancing. Um, let's see. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 15 through 19, Jesus was asking questions to the disciples. And he asked them, who do men say that I am? They had a conversation, all the things that the people said about him. He said, but whom say ye that I am? You told me what the people on the outside say. What do you say? 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. So what did Simon Barjona do? He got a revelation from God of who Jesus was. Verse 18, and I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Sometimes people get, say a whole bunch of things about Peter and the rock. I'm not going to get into it a whole bunch. I will tell you this, that rock is the revelation and Jesus was going to build, his, build the church based on the revelation of who he is. But what we're going to focus in on is, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. All right, what does that mean? What are gates for? Both. To keep certain things in and to keep certain things out. The revelation of who Jesus is, that's the offensive. We going into the camp of the enemy, and they're basically trying to keep us out. But the gates of hell shall not prevail, which means I'm going in. Get that brother who is not born again, snatching him out. Oh, but there's gates there, shall not prevail. I'm going on the offensive. Oh, that sister that's on drugs or whatever, never knowing the truth. Oh, she in the gate. I'm going in. I'm getting her. Oh, you can't do that. Gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I've gone from a standing position to an advancing position. Oh, this the gates? 
shall not prevail. Yeah. Oh, the enemy said, I can't go over there? Watch me. Right. Shall not prevail. Amen. Oh, we got all these demons shall not prevail. Amen. We're advancing the kingdom. Every time a non-believer becomes a believer, the kingdom is being advanced. You don't think the enemy did not want them to learn and fight? You don't think that he wanted them to stay within the gates of hell? He didn't want them out. You think that he wanted Pastor Benjamin to ride Johnny... Adrian, DJ, you didn't think that the enemy didn't want them to come in and do damage? But he couldn't stop them. Can't stop them. And you know what? They're doing all of that in peace. There's no fear there sharing the gospel, no fear. All the enemies in hell, no fear. Why? Because we have peace. God has given us peace. Our weapons do damage in the spirit. Those weapons have been tried and they are true. You think you're going to get some faulty equipment from God? Oh, I'm going to give you armor, but it's shaky. I don't know about that armor. I don't know if it worked. Test it and see. Don't you leave you try? Oh, one of those darts got in. Oh, my bad. Taking it back to it. No, none of that. None of that. Tried and true. Tested. What is not covered in the armor? Your back. Turn around, expose. You're standing, then you're advancing. You don't have to worry about what's behind you because the sword of the spirit is destroying everything in front of you. We can stand. Because God has given us everything that we need to stand. We can advance because God has given us everything that we need to advance. We can walk because God has given us everything that we need to walk. And we can rest because God has given us everything that we need to rest, to walk, to stand and to advance in peace. Amen?
Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now. We thank you for this time, Lord God. I thank you for every person that's here. I thank you for your word. I thank you that the interest of your word, it brings light. It brings understanding to the simple. I thank you, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit leads us and he guides us into all truth. And I just praise your name. I bless your name. I thank you that the word that was spoken, as every believer hears it, exactly what you need to hear, and how you show them application to their lives, it will bring glory to you as they walk it out, as they stand on it, as they advance. And it will bring men, women, and children into your kingdom. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the word of God blesses you, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.